Are we going to have any crazy preamble before we really get into the meat of this episode? I've, like, used up all of my crazy on my Christmas card for you, Ellen. Like, I really am at my limit. That's the podcast equivalent of just, like, Tide P, now you. <gasps> you guys have to well, explain we that. <laughs> so Do something crazy. <laughs> Maddie and I What were... do you mean we can't just? I, I fully did not put an intro in the last episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm fine with no intro, but I don't. Tide P, now you. I wasn't even there for that. <laughs> Ty, Maddie and I went for a walk once, and we had, like, run out of things to say. and we were, like, Because we I wasn't been, like, there joking we had like good banter back and forth we just ran out of stuff to say and then i pointed at a tide pool because we were on the seawall and i went tide pee and then i looked at it and went now you <laughs> to this day i like don't understand but <laughs> it was his turn to make a joke i said tide pee and it was his turn it was great and then the joke just became tide pee now you <laughs> and now if you're ever out of anything to say and you need someone to make do a little bit you go tide pee now you tide pee now you <clears throat> I am um, last night I watched a whole bunch of that girls MLM anti MLM oh, videos on YouTube. Love them. I think yeah. I finished her playlist now. I'm so oh, They're crazy. So, I watched a few more this morning. It it's crazy. MLMs are so stupid. They're so stupid and they're so <laughs> infuriating. The ones at the very end of the, the playlist that she has, they she like goes on their like calls. Mm-hmm. I watched one of those this morning. It's horrible. Horrible. Those people are horrible. <laughs> Do not join an MLM. They're always like, if your husband tells you not to join this pyramid scheme, it means he doesn't support you and that your relationship is bad and toxic. <laughs> oh, divorce your husband. Herbalife is more important. Literally. They're like, if your husband doesn't want you to sh- sell this shampoo, he does not love you. You need to leave him and your children. And your parents, they also don't love you. But we also love the you. first We're the ones should... supporting you. The first ones you should, like, get into your, like, pyramid and, like, your team should be your husband and your mom. You sign up your husband and you sign up your mom even if they don't want to. You can just, like, sign them up and they're they're now coaches or they're now salespeople. And it's like, what? What? Yeah. Anyway, obsessed with MLM videos on uh, YouTube. (laughs) My extremely stupid husband who also joins the same pyramid scheme that I do. Oh. My husband will be stupid in other ways. (laughs) yeah 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 stupid stupid and then the emoji that's the smiley face that's like smiling with like three hearts floating around it oh i love that emoji well i'm glad you updated your phone enough to be able to have that emoji yeah i don't have the seal yet (laughs) but i think i'm just gonna save the seal for when i get a new phone i don't think my current phone could handle another update last time i updated my phone i lost everything on my phone (laughs) except for i think i got all of the contacts up until 2018 I think and then anyone I've added to my phone after 2018 was lost which is like new friends that's fine whatever I had like seven new friends I don't care it's just some people from like (laughs) work maybe yeah it was a bunch of work people actually whatever oh were they not your friends they're your colleagues they're my colleagues (laughs) shout out to all my work says Ellen (laughs) shout out to all my colleagues my friends who are not your friends Ellen said said it here first um Grania the other night when we went for a walk uh she had like a portable battery on her phone and her phone was at 100 percent. she's like wonder how long it's gonna take my phone to die and she walked half a block and her phone died <laughs> after she unplugged it more importantly on our walk <laughs> Grania stepped in a puddle and made a wild sound effect 
And I said, that sounds exactly like the sound effect in this vine, and then did that sound effect. And neither of you had any idea what I was talking about. And so I uh, tried to look up the vine, which I didn't think would be possible because it's just a sound effect. There's no words. And uh, turns out I was able to find it. And so Grania went, and then I yelled, and then I played the video and the video really loud went, go, and then uh, the person walking by us heard all three and kind of looked at us and then kept walking. (laughs) It was a really great walk. The vine is of a little girl getting like, pulled by a big dog and then she like yeah. face plants on yeah, the concrete it's, it's a great vine classic it's a classic oh. um for our listeners as well you should be warned that we are doing our remote recording again so granny and i have questionable audio setups and maddie is using the normal microphone yeah yeah so the, the person who is supposed to talk the least has the best audio setup my laptop's acting up so it might just die even though it's literally plugged in um and I don't know what Ellen's doing, but I'm sure her headphones are questionable. Well, I'm using a pair of headphones that I haven't used for about five months that are like a $10 pair from London Drugs. So that's my audio onto my laptop for you guys. But my audio for the podcast is on my uh, my good headphones. So I forgot to charge my other good headphones to use for the laptop audio, but whatever. This is what I hate about. This is all hearsay. The, uh, the audience knows already whose audio sucks. So <laughs> that'll be a fun <laughs> yeah, little true, present exactly. for me to find out in the edit. <laughs> All right, should we get into the episode? I think so. Uh, Welcome to Two Additional Bowling Girls, the podcast where you watch the tutors in 2020. Uh, I'm Ellen. I'm Grania. Uh, We have Maddie with us, and we are on episode five, which I did not write down the name of. It's called His Majesty's Pleasure. Oh, on on His Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His Majesty's Pleasure. Um, Yeah, gross. Out of context, gross. In the context of the episode, very, very, like, like, normal chase. So, should I go into a bit of a plot summary? I would love that. I feel like you did good plot summaries. Well, I have too many notes, but I'll try to plot... Let me... Wait, 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 before you start, Ellen watched the episode twice. No, I didn't. I just watched it once. Oh, great! Good, good, good. I watched it, um... My neighbor was listening to really, really loud music while I was trying to watch the episode, and it was through my TV. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't okay. recognizable this time. It wasn't the killers oh, or pulp, okay. but it was just really loud and it was like really distracting. So I had to like pause it for a bit and like try to figure out what it was, but I couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, let me just give me a moment. Oh, well, I guess the main thing that went on in this episode was Sir Thomas More is in the Tower of London. He is mm-hmm. imprisoned. Did that happen in the last episode? Yeah, he, so he got imprisoned last episode. He was like sent in. So the majority of the episode is about that and his trial and all of that. I mean, the other things that go along... Okay, so there's a few other major plot points, I guess, that come along in this episode because there's eight plot points an episode. But um, basically, like, the public is, like, still, like, on the fence about the... What do you call it? Uh, church thing. Yeah. The church about thing, not yeah. Be- yeah, 
yeah. What's the actual like historic words for this? Protestant Reformation? No, I don't know. I forget. I, I don't know. The Protestant oh, Reformation like, sounds familiar, but I think this is. I don't know. Kevin's gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, Kevin won't listen to this." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I forget what the actual like the dissolution of the monasteries is. That what this is? So I don't know. that's a thing. The public is still not totally on board with like parting from Rome, essentially. And yeah. so, like, they're kind of struggling. The with English that. Reformation. You were right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, they're they're not on board. They're still very much Catholics, and they're like struggling to support the king in that way. Um, Anne um, was super pregnant in this episode after announcing in the last episode that she was pregnant. She has uh, miscarried, as we know. Uh, she only has one child. Uh, they aren't going to announce it publicly. And then every man in the show accuses her of doing something to have killed the baby because they don't understand how bodies work. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, okay, another random thing that happens in this episode is Henry and Charles Brandon are horseback riding, and they're talking about how many virgins they've slept with, and then they run into two characters who are both named, and then never come up again in the episode. Uh, they, um, they do. Do Well, the man does. I thought hey, I saw him in a crowd later. Yeah. Yeah, but he's that, in a crowd later. But he's in a crowd later, but that's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then she is obviously in the next scene. Yeah, so yeah. the man is William Webb, and then the woman's name is Bess. Uh, Bess. Bess is super hot. <laughs> Henry kisses her right then after just meeting her, and then they have sex. Um, okay. And then when they're having sex, she's like, are you really the king of England? And he was like, no, no I was just lying. No, no. <laughs> she says, what happened? No, I love she's... to hear <laughs> one version of the show, and then from Granio, what actually happened in the show? <laughs> Did you have subtitles on for this? Yeah. Okay, I didn't. Is that actually what he... Because I thought she said, are you really thinking of England? As no, he, like, she said, are you really... The, well, my the subtitles on CBC Gem are famously wrong. Okay, because I thought she said, are you really thinking of England? And he says, no, like I was joking or whatever. And it's like as if he's like thinking of England whenever he climaxes. <laughs> no, but that's... Haven't you ever heard of, like, the old, like, saying where it's, like, women, if you're having sex with your husband and you don't want to have sex with your husband, you're just supposed to lie back and think of England? Isn't that yes. a thing? Yeah, that's, so that's, I thought it was, like, a reference to that. No. I did, I she didn't... asked him, <laughs> my subtitle said, she asked him, oh, my God, are you really the king of England? And he was like, no, I was just lying. So then where are they? Like, where does he take her that, to make it explicitly clear that he's not Henry VIII? Well, it, that's the joke, is that he's like, no, I'm not. And it's like, obviously, he actually is. They're, like, on the crown land, and he takes her back to the palace. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? I Okay, I I'm losing my mind. He, so, there's two options here. Either it was some weird, like, joke about lie back and think of England or some shit. Which is just, like, a throwaway kind of, like, weird comment. But but if it's like that, because the whole thing is think of England is supposed to be like, you're not enjoying it and you need something to and distract I, you. I thought it was like implied that he had said like, while he, because he is the king, he would be just mm -hmm. like thinking of England the whole time because he is like that. Those are his sub, he, you know, <laughs> he conquers England and shit. 
running oh through God. his okay. mind as he's having sex with a woman is like all these different English locations, but it's said in Fred McPherson's voice from listing the the cities in Born in the EU, and it says Sheffield in the Fred voice. <laughs> as he nuts. He's like that's like I legit, so which is like that's why I thought it was a stupid scene because I was like okay like that's a weird thing to do, but if 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 you're the king of England, are you really the king of England? Then he lied to a woman about being the king of England. And it well, was a joke, th- but it was very unclear that it was a joke. It was it was just weird because, like, like obviously he's the king of England, but I guess at the time people didn't necessarily know what the king looked like, like, unless you'd seen a picture of him. But, like... They didn't like, have the crown she, back she then. Defi- yeah. <laughs> that doesn't tell you what any royals look like. Um... <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, she definitely knew it was the king because they were on the crown lands and they met and her husband was like, like, my, like, he, like, greeted him as the king. So That's like, great. But uh, more important than any <laughs> plot related to the show, um, if they had the TV show The Crown back in this era while Henry VIII is ruling, who would they have cast as Henry VIII in the show to be hot? Charles Brandon. Um... <laughs> I'm like we have to like research like this era's like actors and like it's like traveling theater troops. It's like, like Shakespeare wow, was been... always propaganda. Shakespeare was propaganda, right? So it was always like, oh yeah, like like he- Shakespeare's Henry V was definitely hot. Yeah, we know, right? <laughs> well, we so like the... hot. Brian is like, ooh, an uggo. Actually, that was a dox on myself, so I can't. Speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but. Okay, so like the, but the, so I'm just really stressed out with this scene now. So either he was thinking of England while he nutted, <sighs> and it was some weird like joke about like, oh, are you actually? And he's like, no, I'm thinking about you because we're fucking. Or he joked about not being the king. Yeah. She asked him a while later, and then. It's. I think neither the most of these important make sense. Takeaway of, of this make scene sense. is that you see them have sex, and then this character never ever comes up again in the episode. <laughs> it's a throwaway scene. It didn't need to happen at all. That's, There's okay. definitely enough going on in this episode, but that didn't need to happen unless it's going to come up in a future episode. I I'm going to tell yeah. you right now because yeah. I had to check her IMDb because I had to know where I knew her from. She never is in another episode. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like so mad. I'm like so mad because if that was like a thing where like he like lied to her about being the king and then it like came back and she's like, I'm pregnant. Like, oh my god, wait, you're the king? Like, okay, that would be some tutor shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But it... I- I'm so mad. Nothing happened. Him and Charles Brandon didn't talk about anything important on their horse. That man, William. No, that was funny though because he was like, "Do you think uh, the woman you've you've slept with have lied about being virgins?" And Henry Cavill was like, "Yeah, like everyone fucks." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Henry Cavill was like, "Uh, "Probably, like I don't care." Okay, but then then they met meet William Webb and uh, Bess, 
William Webb gives first and last name. William Webb is also only in one episode of The Tudors. No, he's in that scene, and then later he's in a crowd. Yes, yes, I know. Oh my god! But like, because okay, that's the thing. So Henry, <laughs> we are going completely okay. Henry sleeps with this man's wife. He steals this man's wife in front of him, and then fucks her. And then yeah. later in the episode, at Sir Thomas More's execution, spoilers, mm-hmm. this <laughs> man. William Webb yells, long live Sir Thomas More, or whatever, or God save you, or God bless you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of implied that, like, maybe Henry stealing this woman from her husband has started some sort of, like, you know, this random peasant man is, like, "Mm, anti-Henry, pro-Catholicism, like, you know, spreading some seeds of, like, dissent in the kingdom. It's like, no, like, this man just said that. But they already established beforehand that they were talking about how, like, the people aren't quite on board yet. Exactly. So what? I'm so mad. I'm so mad because I was like, I'm going to write this man's name down because he's going to come up again and be important. And I'm going to want to know what his name is. So he's like William Webb. And I'm like, I'm typing that. And then they never, ever. Oh, my God. That's a lesson to you. Never pay attention to anyone. I'm like really upset because I thought this this whole like little mini plot line was one of those things where I was like, that was stupid. But then in an episode or two. One of them's going to come back and it's going to kind of matter. It's going to be like, oh, remember that thing that happened? It's like, yeah. she's pregnant or like he started a, you know, a little rebel group or some stupid shit. I'm like, mm. yeah. Okay. Okay, should I keep going with the plot summary? Yeah, please do. I'm curious. (laughs) So then it like flashes over to Rome and it's the Pope and um, I don't know, another man. What do you call them? Cardinals? They're like talking. And they're like, Anne and Henry's marriage is really bad. And they're like, we need to pray for Catherine and Mary. And then they're like, it's really too bad. Like, it was such an honor to be martyred, you know? Like, Okay, Cardinal Fisher is the other man who's in the tower. He was also arrested. Yeah, they sent him a they're hat like, last, epi- last episode. Yeah, they're like, he's going to be a cardinal yes. now. And they're like, they're like, isn't that like such a blessing that he's going to be able to like die for the religion? Like, he should really be like so honored. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then that's it. Wrap that up. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm just trying to, like, figure out how we can get some of this stuff off the way, because there's, like, the main kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. How did they kill him? We're not there yet. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, Cardinal Fisher. Fisher? Oh, they yeah. beheaded him. He's very, okay. With, like a the, big axe? Yeah. The nice. saddest <laughs> line this show has ever had, it actually made me emotional, was Bishop Fisher, Cardinal Fisher, pardon me. Bishop Fisher as recognized within the Anglican Church, but Cardinal Fisher as recognized by the Catholics. Exactly. So he gets his new hat, and then he gets told you're going to be executed. Mm-hmm. And then he's like this like little old man who's like very ill in prison, and he goes to the person like delivering it, who I don't know. It might be Cromwell. I don't remember. They all blur. He says, "I must thank you for bringing me word about my new hat. I'm glad it's not all bad news." And it was so cute. It made me so sad. It made me so huh. sad. Cardinal Fisher and Sir Thomas More are both in the Tower of London, and they're gossiping and like speaking to each other via uh, John the Cardinal servant. Fisher's like um, servant. Yeah, that's fine. Which again makes like, you are... think, like unseen. So you think it's going to be like a plot, and it's just like no, it's just this like voice off screen. <laughs> it's just a voice off screen, and they're like, "Are you going to like 
you know, compromise your morals to save your life. And both of them are like, absolutely not. Like your perseverance gives me strength. Like we're in this together. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the palace. They're at court. Um, Margaret Moore is there. That's uh, Sir Thomas More's daughter. She's trying to convince uh, Cromwell to stop selling off her family's lands because they're really poor now. Um, Anne and Mark Smeaton are dancing, and she calls him a free spirit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said very Mary Queen of Scots of her. Has, Henry, you looks like Mary Queen of Scots? You know I have You have to see Mary Queen of Scots. You know I haven't seen it. <laughs> Taylor Swift and, I- and Joe Alwyn's in it. <laughs> Granny and I iconically saw it with my mom for free because she got free tickets through a thing, and it was great. It was super fun. It was crazy. <laughs> That's the first time that we ever had the, is that, yes. It was Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He and Margaret Robbie are lovers in that movie. Crazy. And Saoirse Ronan and Jack. Uh, Our favorite celebrity couple, Saoirse Ronan and Jack Loudon are also in Yeah, the they are a couple in that movie, and they now are a couple in real life. So we love to see that. We love them. Um, whenever she dances with Mark Smeaton as well, Henry, like, looks over at them, and it's another thing where I'm like, is he intentionally looking, like, weirdly, like, jealous or suspicious? Or is that just Jonathan Rhys-Meyer's face, and is that, like, not a thing? Like, I couldn't tell. Because I thought maybe they're, like, trying to sow the seeds of, like, oh, like, she's an adulteress, which is eventually going to be important. Well, didn't we determine that Mark Smeaton is an actual man? Yes. He's, the, I think he, yeah, I think he's, he's one of the people she's accused of. But that's why it's like very Queen of Scots. Like she's sleeping with this man. She's like he's literally just my gay best friend. So like funny. that's it. And in Mary Queen of Scots, spoiler, she's like he's literally just my gay best friend. And actually, the big problem is my husband is gay and slept with my gay best friend. Yeah, they do that in the Tudors. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Okay, back to my notes. Yeah, sorry. Um. Anne is, like, after this ball, she's, like, sitting in her room touching her mouth, and she's, like, drunk, and her brother comes in to she's see her. She's smearing and... her lipstick around. Oh. Yeah. And she's really, okay. she's worried that, like, even with the act of succession, which they, like, tried to, they they passed in the last episode, that's what Thomas More is, like, I think, holding out on accepting. Yeah. Uh... Um, well, one of the things. Yeah. His big thing is just, like, Henry being the head of the Catholic Church. He doesn't really care about the marriage. But he thinks, I think that, like, the act of succession to him is, like, once I approve this, it's kind of approving yeah. all the other stuff. So it's, like, one of the things. But Anne is very worried that Mary can still, like, usurp her and her daughter. And so she's, like, she's basically, it's, like, I'm going to kill Mary. Yeah. But, like, I don't, these people don't get it. It's, like, okay, like, your daughter may not be queen, but, like, if you get too messy in this shit, your daughter's gonna die. Just let her be like rich and not queen. Like, I That's guess hindsight's exactly twenty twenty. And the, the so. thing, like, I think as well, it's like, for the most part, I think they did an okay job of, and Natalie Dormer did a pretty good job of doing the, like, being like not good after the miscarriage and like outwardly like not okay while also like with, in like court kind of putting on a good face and then like by herself being like very upset so like i think that's what they were going for this kind of like she's a little like not well after this but like the scene was just like i don't really like i don't know if if she's like well like the king could just change his mind and i'm like yeah literally like that's what he did with you like (laughs) 
And like, so like good that she recognizes that, but it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, like, I feel, I, I don't feel bad for Elizabeth if she doesn't get to become queen because it's like the king yeah. has multiple kids. Like, wh- okay. Yeah. Any, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Weird. Um, weird. Weird scene. Her brother's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So then going chronologically through the episode, now Cardinal Fisher is going to be killed. He says a speech in front of the crowd and everyone is super, super sad that he's being killed. William Webb is in the crowd. Uh, he's beheaded. The Pope is told. So Grania and I were texting yesterday, and she's like, there's something in this episode that's going to make you scream. I narrowed it down to two opportunities for me to absolutely lose my mind. Okay. The first one is when the Pope pronounces Michelangelo in the weirdest way possible. Was that it? Like, like Nigello <laughs> yeah. saying Rico Lavi. Yeah. Um, my, no, what it was, was, uh, Henry saying, or, uh, Bess saying, were you really thinking of England? So, uh. Oh my God. Okay. My it might not one, have even been said. My other one is coming, coming up. So yeah, the Pope just like absolutely like butchers the pronunciation of the word Michelangelo. I think and he, he says, says it probably the full name. And I had to Google. I'm like, is that Michelangelo, Michelangelo? Said, and then they like, open it. the door. They're like. Look at this crazy thing I commissioned. And it's like, oh, Michelangelo. My guess is he said it the way it would have been said at the time in the place. Yeah, but that's the only historic historic act. Which is very funny. They're like, Michelangelo. And it's like, I bet, I bet in Rome back in the 1500s, they were saying shit like that. I'm positive that a lot of the words we say now are wrong. But it's like so funny that every other thing in the show is like, whatever. And then like. Michelangelo, de Rossi. It's like what? Maddie, if That's you... the equivalent of Ellen's Spanish voice. Yeah, literally. Maddie, if you want to hear it, it's about twenty-six minutes into the episode on CBC Gem. And he, um, yeah, he. Uh, uh, then they just like show you. I don't know. Is it like the Sistine Chapel or whatever? Like they're just like here's yeah. a little sneak preview of a painting, and you're like, why did they add this in? They're like, just so you know, this is happening during the Renaissance. I, like, sometimes forget which historical events are happening at the same time. So, it's just, like, reminders. Like, sometimes when you're watching kind of, like, I guess almost, like, Regency stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, the American Civil War. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, good to know that was going on. So, then the the next scene is the other thing that I thought might have made, you thought was going to make me scream. And that is the introduction of a character whose name is Richard Rich. Yeah, that, that just made me laugh too. And like, like what made me so mad about that is having just Googled Henry VIII now um, to check on the word English Reformation. In the opening, like, you know, in Wikipedia before they get into the categories, it just has like the opening paragraph or paragraphs. Henry VIII, obviously, is, like, a big deal. So he's got, like, four opening paragraphs, which is fair. He's a big, big guy. Richie Rich is in the second paragraph. Like, he's mentioned. He's that important. And I'm like, I've never heard of this man in my life. In my head, I was just like, Richie Rich. Yeah. (laughs) The first Baron Rich. (laughs) So Richie Rich is recruited. He's, like, goes to talk to no he doesn't go to talk, yeah he does he goes to talk to thomas moore to try to get him to like change his mind and thomas moore is like i'm never going to change my mind and so he takes away all his books yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
Yeah. Uh, then we get a scene of Henry does this like long monologue where he's like pacing in front of a cross. Oh. Uh, but it's like to himself. Like there's no one there, and he's kind of like, I don't know what was he talking about, Grania. I, so I don't know. He <laughs> he is like whisper yelling at the cross. It's like acting, um, and he's like really upset that Sir Thomas More is doing this because he's saying he's like, I love this man. Like he is obviously like a very good friend, a good advisor, a loyal man. Um, but he is like him. He's like, I can't have someone openly be like, no, like this is fake. This isn't legitimate. So he's like, I have to like, he, he says the words like, I hate him and I love him. And he's basically just like really upset that, um, that he has to kill someone he really loves. But he's like, I have to kill him because if, if I don't kill him, then everything I do is illegitimate. At the beginning of the episode, um, Thomas More's wife and one of his daughters come to visit him in the tower and they're like, Father, we're so worried about you. And he's like, I'm not worried because like the king said he would like never, he promised that he'd never make me agree to anything that was against my conscience. And like, I'm feeling really good about this because the king and I are like super close. Yeah, so I think Thomas More, Thomas More's whole thing was kind of like, I might be in prison for a long time, but, like, Henry's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was sort of Henry's, Henry's game as well. Henry was like, I don't really want to kill him. And then Cromwell and all these Richie Rich and shit were like, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to convince him to say something. And they can't do it. He's too uh, committed to his beliefs. So that brings us to the the kind of we're getting into the last parts of the episode. There's his trial. Yes. Um, Jeremy North like, great acting. You know what? We got to shout out the good acting in this show when it comes. And he he gave it to us today. It, it was good. The, the trial, he's like, I've never commented on the act of supremacy, which is like about the succession of the throne. He's like, I never made a comment on it, negative or positive. I'm not conspiring with Cardinal Fisher. And then Richie Rich comes forward and he's like, Yes, you did. You basically told me that, like, no man on earth can, like, become the head of the church, and that's just impossible, and no act of parliament can, like, change the hierarchy within the church, and, like, you said that to me, and then he's like, I did say that. Basically, they got Um, Richie Rich to go in and, like, bait him into saying something. Yeah. Like, kind of off the record, but then it's like, oh, it was actually on the record, and Richie Rich has a faux hawk, and you're like, ah, this dude sucks. What? <laughs> he's got, like, a full faux hawk, right, Ellen? Yeah. He's... His I hair goes he like back. this. At the fr- he better come back. If he's just in one episode as well, like, my God. So then, at the end of uh, the trial, Sir Thomas More is like, I would like to make a speech, because that's how courtrooms work, and then he's like, he really doubles down on how he supports Rome. He calls England a realm, which is good shit. And then they're like, you are not only going to be killed, but you are going to be drawn and quartered. Drawn, drawn and quartered. quartered. And then like, and they like explain in detail, like what exactly, like, he's going to be absolutely slaughtered. Like it's awful. They're like, you were going to hang you till you're like half dead. And then when you're like still alive, but just in pain, we'll take you down. We're going to take your entrails out. We're going to burn them in front of you. Then we're going to cut off your head. We're going to cut off your dick first. Cut off your dick. And then... Okay. And then we're going to quarter your body. Yeah. 
And then Henry hears this and he's like, just behead him. Yeah. <laughs> he's but like, that's my trial, friend. Like, also in the trial, they're like, this will take place on July 6th at 10 a.m. And I'm like, is there going to be something that comes up that we really need to know the specifics of the yeah. day? Yeah. No. Henry's like, what time? What day is it? July 6th. And he's like, they're like, he's like, what time? They're like 10 a.m. And I'm like, is this important? Like, okay. is this important? <laughs> this episode was like 50 minutes. It could have been 40. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah. Anyway, Henry's like, you're just going to behead him. We don't need to be ridiculous. Anyway. Then the next scene is his execution. Charles Brandon is there. Um, he's like walking up onto the... I don't know. What do you call it? Stage. I don't call it a de- deck. The stage. A deck. <laughs> yeah. The patio. Like you, the patio. The, be- the yeah. beheading patio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like cutting between like Henry and like at the castle, like obviously like very stressed out. And so after the episode, I took it upon myself to Google the accuracy of his uh, portrayal of his execution. And like to a T, they really followed it. He's like, getting up on the stairs to like go up onto the little like beheading stage and like the stairs are super rickety and he like talks to the man who like catches him from falling that happened and that man's like Um, visibly emotional that he he, like no one wants thomas more to die everyone's super super upset that thomas more is dying so everyone's there like rather to like watch the spectacle to like show their like support for him Blah, blah 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 he's going up when his uh oh the executioner this is also true i googled that the executioner asks him for like his pardon for like his participation within this man's beheading and thomas more like excuses him and like blesses him and then so thomas more like head- you have to do your duty that's the best thing a man can do and it's like oh my god cut my head off <laughs> so then he's this is fun part that they left out though that i read on the wikipedia page that i'm bad they left out so like thomas more in real life had a beard and in the show he does not and when he's, like, going to lay his head down in real life, he says, um, um, my beard was complete, his beard is completely innocent of any crime, and he did, it does not deserve the axe. And so when he's putting his head down, he, like, puts his beard out of the way so it doesn't get chopped in half when he gets his head cut off. <laughs> my beard is innocent. <laughs> yeah. So they can take his decapitated head, grab it by the beard, and swing it around over their heads. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they should have he puts his head that. down. He puts his head down. He puts his arms out. They chop his head off, and just as the axe like the, would be coming down, it like cuts to Henry, and he screams. Because oh. he obviously can't be there because of the whole like you can't imagine the king dying, so he can't be there when anyone dies. So he's just sitting there listening. And then the last shot of the episode is like Thomas More was holding onto a cross, and like when he was behind, he like dropped a cross, and it's like the cross on the wood, and it's like getting soaked with blood and then cut to credit yeah blood cross yeah so that yeah. was the episode I ta- thomas Moore really went out like like a king like he really everyone was on his side even though everyone's like notably not on his side and uh even henry cavill who i feel like was like oh i hate religious people is like, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> like, He's like, you gotta hand it to him. Everyone's like, and all of all of Sir Thomas More's children are like, uh, like really upset. But also, like, I looked up his daughter Margaret because I'm like, Margaret More's in this too much. What does she do? She like becomes like a preacher and stuff. So like, I don't know. He's yeah. I think one of his children marries into the Plantagenet family. 
I was like, I just are still Wikipedia. around. I don't know. They like. You imagine just being a Plantagenet page. in like a post Plantagenet world. It's like. <laughs> it's like. Uh. <laughs> I I was on the Plantagenet Wikipedia page, but I don't know. Something happened. His, his children marry into notable families. He also had like. Okay, so this. So I googled a lot about Thomas More after. Did you know that Thomas More was made a saint in the 1930s? I did. Crazy. So he's a Catholic and an Anglican saint, which is insane because the reason why he was beheaded is because he wasn't an Anglican. Yeah. Um, he is the patron saint of statesmen, politicians, which makes sense, difficult marriages, and step step parents. <laughs> step parents, <laughs> the patron saint of my stepdad. I don't have a stepdad. Because he but... he married. Uh, his first wife, they had four kids, and then he married his second wife, and he, like, raised her children like okay. they were his own, and then he had other children who were, like... He had about 15 more. No, he, they had no... Him and his second wife didn't have any of their own children, and then they... Wasn't there the scene, like, the last episode where there's, like, a hundred of his children, so, he's like, you guys gotta move away, because I can't afford to feed you so anymore. He has four kids, his... Second wife had one child from her, one or two children from her previous marriage, and then he took in a few like wards. So he had like a whole bunch of kids. But apparently, reading on his Wikipedia page, he was like a huge advocate for educating his daughters to be like equally as educated to his sons, and was like a huge influence within the nobility in England to start doing that. And he like showed someone once, he's like, Look at this letter. And like this person read it, they're like, Wow, what a beautiful Latin translation. He's like, My daughter did it. And the person was like, I wouldn't have believed it if unless I saw her little female signature at the bottom. And they're like, crazy that women can be smart. But he was like, his portrayal in the show of him as like a religious good man and like a good father. They're like, that's accurate. He used to write his kids a lot. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. We love Sir Thomas More. Saint Thomas More, if you will. <clears throat> also, Grania, this one's for you because I know you and Grun- uh, Fiona keep up with this. Um, do you know what he was ranked in the BBC poll of the 100 greatest Britain? No, what was he ranked? 37. Wow, good for him. What's David Beckham ranked? He's like seven. <laughs> David Beckham's like literally like top 10. De- Princess Diana. And like, I, I don't hate Princess Diana. She's not one of those royals who's like evil. But Princess Diana's like two or some shit. And it's like, what? She's three. Okay. Yeah. After who? Like. No. What's top five? No. Yeah. Top ten. Do the top, top ten. 10. Top, 10. The top ten. Okay. Perfect. The top ten are on the Wikipedia page. Perfect. With Great. little pictures. Okay. So ten is Oliver Cromwell. Okay. Embarrassing for them, but. Then <laughs> That's their um, a man I've never heard before. I heard of before. Vice Admiral Horatio Nelson. He's like, a Nelson. He, he's like a the yeah. He's like a. a he was war a guy. naval commander during yeah. the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. Kevin, oh, I'm sure, would have what... something to say about that. Okay, number eight. Y'all are going to lose your mind. Guess who number eight is? Is it going to be like King Arthur? No. Okay. It's someone modern. Is it modern. David Beckham? It's someone so... modern. Uh, it's not David Beckham. Ginger Spice. Is it Elton John? John? It's John Lennon. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Oh my okay, then seven is Elizabeth I. Okay. Six oh. is... Okay. Six is... Uh, Isaac Newton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then guess the top five. Uh, Shakespeare. Do you want me to tell you when you get them or not, or do you want do you guys want to do your individual ones? <laughs> okay, so we know Shakespeare. We know Diana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think Shakespeare is probably number one. Shakespeare has to be number one. If it's not, yeah. if he's not number, who who else would be number one? <laughs> I'm covering up Ellen's <laughs> face on the camera, so I get no clues. Um. Okay, you've guessed Shakespeare and Diana. Yeah. Shakespeare, Diana. Uh. Is it, who wrote this list? The BBC. BBC. Was it like voted in or does like, like oh Winston, Win, they'll Humble? definitely have Winston Churchill hundred percent Winston, Winston Churchill. Churchill Winston Churchill yeah. do you think they like Paul McCartney more than John no, Lennon no Lennon will <laughs> Lennon will be the top Beatle which tells you everything yeah. you need to know about England um, oh did they put Elizabeth II that high no okay thank God is Henry the Eighth no okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to just yeah, yeah, just tell us. Five? Just okay. tell us. So five is Shakespeare. Four is oh. Darwin. Okay. Okay. Three is Diana. <laughs> two is. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being Charles Darwin and William Shakespeare, and it's like, oh, who do we lose to? It's like this woman. She married a uh, prince, and they're like, oh, did she become queen? It's like, no, no, no. And it's like, oh, did she? give birth to a very important king and it's like no <laughs> and it's like uh, she, what did she, she do did influence, it's like make them she influenced mad. the founding of pizza express <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay then oh, yeah, um yeah, yeah. uh the man that designed the railway yeah that makes sense thomas something i bet no it's in uh is isambard kingdom brunel okay yeah they love the and the number one trains. is number one is Churchill. Unfortunately, that's really embarrassing. Embarrass the top. Okay, the train guy. Sure, like yes, that that's important. Yeah, I think mm. it's valid. The idea that Churchill and Diana are above Shakespeare and Darwin is crazy. Oh, okay, so I said so. Thomas the whole Moore's list is really funny. Sorry, the, go ahead. Uh, Thomas More is thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. King Henry VIII is forty. Yo. <laughs> And uh, Thomas More just outranked um, William Blake, the poet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tiger, tiger. I need to know where Beckham comes in. Okay. <laughs> I, me and my siblings went over this list together. Like, I don't know. I haven't, like, oh literally. My God. This could have been a year ago. It could have been at the start of quarantine. But um, there's some really crazy, some really 33. Crazy. Beckham yeah. is 33. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Better is? than everyone on this show. David Bowie is 29. Like, what? Elizabeth II is 24. Oh, hmm. you'll like this one. Sorry, uh, imagine Ryan thinking. Yet. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You'll like this one. I'm not going to try to pronounce this because it's Welsh. But number twenty-three. Owain Glendower. Actu- yeah, the last actual yeah. Prince of Wales. Yeah, Owain. Yeah, he's cool because he. Um, so Henry, I don't know whatever happened. He like never got caught. So he's like he's dead. Obviously, and he's not still alive. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> but like they never got him. So, like, England won Wales. They, like, they conquered it. This is, like, Henry V. Yeah. They, like, did it. But then um, they never could catch him. Like, whatever they did, they they never tracked him down. So, it's like he died somewhere, but he did not. He fucked off to Wales. He did not die uh, uh, by England's hand, which is, like, very sexy of him. Do you guys want to know some other crazy ones on here? Absolutely. I love this list. I love this shit. Paul McCartney's 19. Okay. Thatcher is 16. (laughs) So is this like you know, best keep her out of the or top like 10. most important? Like what's the like qualifier? Greatest. 
See, like, greatest. as much as I think he's bad and we're watching a show about how bad he is, like, Henry VIII is just, like, the impact he had. I, I, he has to be higher than fucking, like, David Beckham. Tolkien is 92. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David Beckham is 33rd. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Diana... Sorry, third. the inventor of the smallpox vaccine, 78. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you know who's on this list? Absolute legend, Bob Geldof. Oh my oh. god. That's so Henry embarrassing. The, Henry V is 72. I know. I know he was low. <laughs> but he uh, he ranks higher than Bob Geldof, unfortunately. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> The Boomtown Rats? That's who Bob Geldof is, right? Forget. Yeah, well, he's a for, uh, the founder of yeah, Live Yeah, I know, Aid. Live Aid, which is also, mm, whatever. He's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, it states on here he's not actually British because he was born in Ireland. But Bob Geldof... He would, like... He's Tolkien the type of... By so much. Bob Geldof is the what? type of Irish person who would, like, identify as British. But, um... The worst. Which is the worst, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like, Tolkien? Yeah. I, 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 I George Harrison is also on this list, but I don't think Ringo is. Including George Harrison <laughs> on this list is like, as Kevin would say, Cap. <laughs> Just like, what? Oh, I hate that country. Like, this is who like. Who the hell, who the hell is Richard, or Cl- Cliff Richard? He's a pop singer. That's all it says about him. Just pop singer. That sounds very familiar. But like he's um he's fifty six. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I hate what the fuck? List. Yeah, John Peel, the radio presenter. Okay, you know what? He he should be three. If Diana can be three, John Peel can be three. He's forty three. Okay. Who was John Peel? He did like so he's, a, he's like a radio DJ who did a lot of like. Um, like, kind of, like, I guess it wasn't indie back then, but, like, punk and rock, like, radio production. He did a really good okay. remix of, and this is, like, the first... Oh, I know John. Yeah, John Peel, yeah, John Peel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first way I knew, like, Love Will Tear Us Apart was from this, like, John Peel CD that my dad had. Mm-hmm. And it was a Love Will Tear Us Apart with, like, interlaid uh, highlights, like, radio highlights of Liverpool winning. Um, yeah. in the song so in my head like that's just the song and then I hear the normal version and it's like obviously still good it's just like so funny because mm-hmm. I'm always ready for that little break where they like talk about Liverpool and like it's, it's anyway whatever the song keeps going so, yeah. and you're like John Peel's what? impact <laughs> yeah anyway okay okay that's that's, that's the last whew. of my uh, fun facts about the uh, hundred greatest Britons I can't wait till they do that in like two years and it's like, oh, uh, fucking, you know, Prince Harry is number one now or like, oh, I hate that. Country. You know what? Gemma Prince Collins Harry's is the greatest it. royal of all time because he said, no, thank you. Yeah. You know what? I have to give it to him. You have to give it to him. Yeah. Um, him so- and uh, with the, who's the man who, uh, uh, King Edward, who uh, said, no, thank you. I'd like to marry this American divorcee. <laughs> yes. Ellen loves Nazi sympathizer <laughs> Edward. <laughs> I was about to say, the Nazi? <laughs> don't, 
Don't worry, he's number two. It's fine. <laughs> they have Churchill number one. So, like, they don't care about, like, yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Churchill, Churchill famously hated a certain kind of fascist. Um, okay, so... Who else would be on the modern list? Who else would be on the modern list? I said Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins. <laughs> I, like... They'd put Harry Styles on there, and it'd be like, for what? Like, I like, we love Harry Styles. But it, he, they'd, they'd put him on there. Um, Maddie, who are you nominating? I bet they'd put, like, Amy Winehouse on Olivia too. Coleman would oh, be on 100% it. 100% they'd Olivia put Amy Coleman Winehouse would be on, on it. Adele. Adele, Adele yeah. Stormzy. Adele. Stormzy would be on it. Stormzy. Yeah. Theresa May, because any woman who's a prime minister is girl power. If Thatcher's yeah. 16, Theresa May is probably, like, 12, you know. Um, the kid who rapped Tiago Silva. The kid who rapped Tiago Silva <laughs> on stage. Alex from Glastonbury. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> and that's it. That's all that's the good Brits. No, we all the hosts all. of the Theresa great Brits. Alex from Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah, all the hosts. Paul Hollywood. That's his name. <laughs> they named <sighs> the Dairy Girls, even though they're not English. Mm-hmm. Or British. Yeah. Um, they put Paul Mescalon out of spite. Stop! That is so funny. <laughs> Just like Bob Geldof. Yeah. <laughs> Except Bob Geldof doesn't have the Except- self-respect to say I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm not googling Bob that. Bob Geldof is worse than a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say about this episode is I did Google Bess. Because I knew I recognized her from somewhere. And um, she's a crazy, like, known for on IMDb. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Jurassic World, where she plays someone called Zara. Okay. Okay. The fourth one is Supergirl. Apparently she's in Supergirl. She's, like, the, like, Lena Luthor character. So she's just, like, Lex Luthor, but a girl, because everything's gender-swapped in Supergirl, I guess. I don't know. So she's been to Vancouver. Oh, she definitely, like, has an apartment in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the middle two, which I just think are two great things to have side by side on your IMDb. Mm-hmm. The show Merlin. Oh my god. And oh. then the movie King Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Does she play the same character? No, so both? in Merlin she plays yeah. Morgana, who's like okay. evil or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's the lady of the lake. I don't know. Respect it either way. And then in King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, the like Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie that like somehow I haven't seen. Um, Insane. She plays someone called Elsa, which I don't know what that means, but not to dox him on the pod again. But Branton definitely <laughs> saw that in theaters because I ran into him seeing it in theaters. <laughs> Did he have a hot dog? I think so. This is Branton the first loves two weeks hot dogs from him. movie theaters. I want a hot dog from a movie theater. Uh, she also, uh, this girl also was in Dracula t- the TV series, which Jonathan Rhys Meyers was in. So hope oh, they hope they hung that. out in that as well. She was also in The Queen, which is was a TV series, and played Princess Margaret. What? <laughs> TV series? A TV series called The Queen. A docudrama. That's that doesn't bode well. Who played the Queen? I'm looking up right now. Seafull Cat. Okay. Um Amelia Fox? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's I don't a, know her. It's, it's a definitely, I think it's like almost like a reenactment. Oh, they have like multiple people play people throughout. So like, mm-hmm. 
episode one. So it's the crown, but not the crown. It's yeah, it's literally yeah. like the crown, but not the crown. The crown, except Prince Charles isn't hot in this. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Okay. The crown, but everyone is a who. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it, was, it was a mini series. So it was only five episodes. Okay. Fair enough. And it had different casts every episode. That's fine. The last, oh my god. The last episode, episode five, is called How Do You Solve a Problem Like Camilla? And the plot of the episode is the wedding of Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (sighs) Happy for them. They do have an episode about Anne getting kidnapped, which is really great to see because the crown just glazed over that. No, they had to. They they were going to, but then the uh, COVID happened. That's what. That's the thing that got cut for COVID. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. The they woman who really plays upset. Anne is good, so I feel bad for her. Yeah. So there was a whole like episode that like kind of focused around Anne getting kidnapped, but then they had to like cut it because of COVID, which sucks. Because like to be honest, that sounds like the most interesting episode of The Crown. Um, They're like, no, Anne, fuck you. This is really all just about Charles and Diana. Which yeah. it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Um, I wanted to mention as well. The bit where, uh, so Anne is like sad in bed, which is completely fair. Like to be to be to be totally clear, it's completely fair that she's just not okay after suffering a miscarriage. And then Henry comes in, and like whenever they'd spoken right after the miscarriage, he was like super cold and kind of like we won't tell anyone. And then he like leaves, and she's like thank you, and he's like yeah, and just leaves. Yeah. And then there's a scene later. Where he comes in and is like really, really like gentle and is like, don't we? He's and shirtless. She, he is very shirtless and she's sad and like he kisses her and kind of like reassures her like, I love you. It's all good. And then she like kind of like is like a little more, a little comforted. And then he like stares off into space looking kind of upset. And I'm like, oh my God, we get it. <laughs> He's going to execute her. <laughs> There's also a point in the episode where he's looking at, like, a little locket that has, like, a little portrait of her in it, and he, yeah. like, slams it closed, and he's like, ugh. Yeah. He opens up his little Anne Boleyn locket, and he's like, no. Um, he opens it up, scratches her little eyes out, and slams it. <laughs> he also, like, I think he he starts to, like, not like the Boleyn family, because, like, whenever Sir Thomas More is, like, about to be executed, they're all, like, jolly and having a good time, and he's like, I'm literally miserable. Like, I hate you guys so much. But uh, to- uh, uh, Father Boleyn, to- is he Thomas as well? Yeah, he's Thomas as well. He's also at Thomas More's execution. Yeah. yeah. But I think maybe this is me assuming too much about the show, which is dangerous as we know. I think it's almost like him kind of like being like like there to, to see it happen. He's like, he's, hap- he's happy that that's happened. Yeah, because well, if, if Thomas Tom- More yeah. wasn't going to like recognize his like grandchild as the rightful heir yeah. to the throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, lots of people are there with lots of different motives, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Webb was there doing God knows what. William Webb was at Cardinal Fisher's Trump, uh, sorry. execution. Even more hooey. There were about three people there for their own personal political reasons, and then everyone else was there to see a man hold a decapitated head by a beard <laughs> and swing it around his head. Ugh. <laughs> uh. There's like, oh, on the Wikipedia page for Thomas More as well, it said that, like, it's disputed where his head ended up. Because, like, so when you're beheaded... <laughs> so no head? Because when he was swinging it around, he let go, and it just sailed off. So when you get beheaded, 
um, in this time in England, your head was put on a spike on the bridge. Hell yeah. Because traitors' heads were put up. And then when it got taken down, it, like, maybe went to, like, one of his children's, like, one of his daughter's husband's family's, like, grave in, like, a church. Like, you know, they had, like, the tomb of, like, a whole family. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, it went this place. They're like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. And then there's, like, another, like, because they're talking about, like, relics. And, like, there's some, like, nunnery in, like, southern England that has, like, one of his, like, tunics or something. But they also don't know where it happened to that. It was, like, traced all the way up until, like, the 1930s. And it's like, mm, and then we lost it. And it's like, <laughs> how'd you lose it in the 1930s? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, they lost his head, but not because they were swinging it around by the intact beard, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do we want to answer our airmail? Yeah, from Sid. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I saw. Is it on Twitter or? Yeah, so Sid messaged us on Twitter saying, "Is all historical fiction that includes real people just socially acceptable real person fanfic?" If not, where's the line? The Tudors is 100% in the fanfic category in my mind. And my answer to that is having never really dabbled in a fan fiction and like the concept of like writing fan fiction about real people. Um, I think the line is if they've been dead for 600 years, it's like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> but I agree that it is absolutely fanfic. Like it is. I think historical fiction is like all like, like all of these like retellings, like it's all fiction. Yes, yeah. And, and I think it's like there's no narrator's voice being like, We think this happened. Mm-hmm. It's like this happened, these people said these things, this man said this crazy thing, and it's like sharing details of things that would never ever have been known. Uh like recorded. Yeah. I suggest it maybe to answer Sid's question seriously, the line is how documented the event would be so like sir thomas moore's execution which in this show is portrayed very accurately but that would have been a well-recorded event but like king henry the eighth having sex with that woman best and that's where i think so then if if we have to label the tutors as anything like i think historical fan fiction is completely fair Except for when he put the chess piece in that woman's ass, that was documented. That definitely happened. Hundred percent, Henry. Yeah, because it's true. Because it's like if someone just wrote a story about someone living in Tudor times and had like like only mentioned like, oh yeah, and the king right now is Henry VIII. That has that has nothing to do with our story. It's like that's just fiction, right? That's just historical fiction. It's just like some girl does this, but like and like even I think a really good question is like the Tudors versus those Hillary Mantel books that my mom loves, and that like they're like. Very, very good. Wolf Hall. Is that Wolf, yeah. Wolf Hall and all yeah. those where it's like very accurate and good and like like they are fiction. Like the things that she is writing are not like accurate or like well not so much not accurate, but like she's writing conversations that like weren't recorded. It's just like, well, then they, they decided this and she's writing out the conversation as she thinks it might go. So it's like it is fiction, but it's also like it's correct where the tutorism like it's it's a dice roll it's a dice roll you it's a dice and on the six sides of the dice say like historical fan fiction just fucking fan fiction uh historical fact jonathan reese myers doing something like 
it's a dice roll. You know what's like crazy though is like in the world of like historical fiction retelling TV shows about this kind of time in history, this isn't even the most inaccurate. Because no, because the most like, inaccurate rain. is rain. Yeah, that's the thing. Which about, I like, watched for two seasons. I can't like in their fucking prom dresses. <laughs> in their freaking BCBG dresses. <sighs> <laughs> It's so bad. It was so bad. I went to the castle where they filmed it, though. It's a very beautiful castle. I, They're like, this I'm is sure France, it is. and it's like, it's not France. This is not France. That's what I talked about, like, way early in the show. My, one of my friends from Quebec was, like, super mad because it was, like, shot in English, but, like, everyone in the show is French, and I'm like, yo, that's the least of my concerns. <sighs> but yeah, I, I think this is, you're allowed to call it uh, fan fiction, but it's also, like, funny and fine like they're allowed to make it you know what the crown's fan fiction yeah well the uk government is trying to sue netflix to put a disclaimer being like this is fan fiction and every and the netflix is like everyone knows <laughs> netflix is like yeah charles isn't actually hot and actually got kidnapped <laughs> those are the two things that the british government was concerned about yeah maddie uh did you watch the new season of The Crown? Did you watch all of it? You watched some of it with your mom. I haven't seen the last two episodes, I don't think. But so I haven't seen the uh, any of Diana's performances. Her dance routine or um, her performance of the song from Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of that. We watched, the good stuff. We watched my family and they're like, is this real? My mom and I listened to the Diana podcast. My dad didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I can't believe she did a ballet performance to Uptown Girl. Absolutely crazy. Truly incredible. That's why she's number three on the you list. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I take it back. She's allowed to be above Shakespeare. Was I texting you at the end of that podcast, Grania? You, I think you were texting I, both of me. us. I thought you were texting both was, of us about crying. Yeah, I cried. At the, so there's this five-part Princess Diana series that I, I listened to on this podcast. I'm at the you're end wrong about us, the podcast. It's called You're Wrong yeah. About, and it's a very good series. That, yeah, you're wrong about the Diana series. By the end of it, you're just, like, so upset that, like, any of this could actually happen that the last thing they do in the podcast spoilers is they play the song Uptown Girl, and I cried. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it is, like, one of those things where, like, I think they do a really good job of being, like, not, like, Diana was just, like, perfect and cool, and it's so sad that she's dead. It's just, like, it's really sad that uh, this person died because it's just, like, she was just a person. They call her a hot mess a lot, and it's true. Like, that's that's what she was. She was a hot, hot mess. Hot mess express. Yeah. And she's, uh, it's just, like, really sad that she died because it's, like, she was just a person who, like, had a weird life. She's a person who, like, had a very, like, sad life and never had an opportunity to be, like, happy and, like, have no mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway, that's the podcast, guys. Bye. Um, Princess <laughs> Diana is really sad. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Princess Diana podcast. <laughs> Fade out Uptown Girl. <laughs> also, for some reason, this is our Christmas episode. <laughs> well, okay. like, probably. <laughs> are we going to go back to our normal schedule or, like, are we just going to keep releasing things once a month? For every two I'm weeks. happy to do every two weeks. It's realistic for me. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's really up to Maddie because Maddie does the exactly. overwhelming That's majority exactly of the it. work. That's why I'm always we'll like... We'll see when the work happens. We can record every two weeks. No, I'm because then... Every two weeks. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we will record after the episodes come out. I am not recording multiple yeah. Oh, episodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because we will only sound stupider than we actually are. <laughs>
Um, Madge makes a brief appearance, which was exciting. I love Madge. I missed her. She was just very, very briefly there. She's just like dances. Um, Good for her. Love Madge. Yeah, whenever Anne also threatens Mary's life when she's like, I'm going to kill Mary, she says it like very like Harry Potter, neither can live while the other survives. She says, Yeah. I am my death. No, no, she is my death and I am hers. And it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> I I thought of that. I was like, Harry Voldemort. Potter asked yeah, prophecies. Exactly. Um, I make a um, TikTok account that cuts of the Harry Potter movies and scenes from the tutors, so it's like people from the tutors are in the Harry Potter movies. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you didn't see the thing going around <laughs> of the girls who like edit themselves into Harry Potter movies on TikTok and like they like create entire like subplots where like they're dating Draco or Harry or like Cedric, absolutely wild. I highly recommend downloading the TikTok app. Searching like Draco talk or like Cedric talk or just Harry Potter in general. And no. oh my God, they are crazy. There's one girl who like the reason this went viral, she like, it's like, it's incredible. It's very well made. It's a 15 part series so far. Oh my God. The thing is, is that girl at least is like, I am like main character. Like I am dating like Draco Malfoy slash like seducing Harry Potter. And then the girl in the freaking Cedric one is like, I'm Cedric's friend. It's like, you're okay. not even dating her. No. Okay. Her, See, her, if you her, go like, to her profile. Like, I'm his friend. <laughs> if you go to her profile. Yes, it is. That is the one I sent, but I watch more of hers. She sometimes is, is the girl. She's sometimes the the, the Good, I'm happy for her. Yeah, like, she's not. She couldn't imagine herself to be the own main character of her own self insert uh, fan fiction TikTok. Like, girl, you're I know. Yeah, so she like both is Cedric's wingman and his love interest, and then like Draco's also involved Good. and is jealous. Anyway, or imagine the incredible like selflessness <laughs> of you create an entire TikTok account where the the girl reading this. <gasps> The girl watching these TikToks is YN, and she is creating this world for you. Well, so you best... get to watch it and be YN. The best one... That's fun, though. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. The best one is the um, the the girl who did, like, the really, really impressive ones. Like, they're, like, very... They're kind of... They're upset. very well made. They're sort of upsetting, but, like, they're very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she's YN, which is your name. For anyone who doesn't know, that means, like, a self-insert thing. YN, your name. And then other times she's just Allison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Your name is Allison, I guess. And AU where yeah, I go to it's Hogwarts. YN if your name is Allison. Yeah. My, your uh, name is specifically AU Allison, I... like Dubell or whatever her name was in it. Yeah. AU where I go to Hogwarts and also uh, I'm in Slytherin and my name is Allison. Yeah. And I might be Snape's daughter. It's kind of unclear. Oh, she is in Gryffindor. She is in Gryffindor. Oh, she is in Gryffindor, right? right. Sorry. Yeah. But she might be Snape's daughter. We, it's very unclear. Unknown. Maybe, yeah. Unknown. Unknown last, like, yeah. unknown true true name. <sighs> I love her. She's really putting in the work. Oh. I might watch Harry Potter 4 tonight. I was thinking about watching it last night. I want to watch the Triwizard Tournament, get myself in the spirit. I want to see Jarvis Cocker be the weird sisters, really put myself is in the Is that one on movie. Netflix? I know 5, 6, 7, 8 are on Netflix. No, 4 isn't. Fox. Okay. I watched. I almost said, "Why would you watch Harry Potter 4? That's such a random one to choose. Cedric Diggory. It's got Rob. Yeah, it's got Rob. Also, the pulp most is in it. I, yeah, Pulp yeah. is also in it. Pulp and Radiohead are both in that yeah. movie. Um, yeah. And then the funniest thing my brother and his friends ever like pulled out of any movie is 
in the scene where Harry's like back in time watching Barty Crouch Jr. get arrested, they say his name and they say it, it's Karkaroff, the like Russian guy being like a Barty Crouch. And then he pauses and then he says, Junior. And like, you think it doesn't sound that crazy? I promise you it sounds that crazy. He pauses oh, he and watched- then goes, Junior. And it's so funny. When Ariane visited like two years ago, we uh, watched Harry Potter 4 together. And like, we have a screen recording. Someone took like a Snapchat video or whatever of that moment. And like, yeah, like absolute laugh out loud hysterics. It's so good. Junior! Junior! It's so funny. (laughs) So, yeah. Sad that Rob Pattinson dies in that movie. Spoilers. But, um, (laughs) great movie. I mean, it's not, it's not that good, actually. It's pretty bad. But Pulp, Junior, and Rob Pattinson, what more do you want? Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched Snatch last night. Yeah. How is it? That's so good. It brings me joy every time. Good. The scene where, like, there's three cars driving and there are three separate conversations happening and then they all affect each other. Like, someone throws chocolate milk out a window and then chocolate milk lands on a windshield and someone gets in a car accident and then someone, like, hits So It's very funny. It's just so funny. It brings me so much glee and just, a oh, perfect movie. I've Jason only seen Taylor it once. So You've only seen it once? Yeah. Well, I bought the Ugh. DVD for $5 at Videomatica yesterday, so you can borrow it. I have it. the Blu-ray if you want the Blu-ray. <laughs> It's so good. I'll have to watch it again. I watched The Gentleman, the other Guy Ritchie movie with my parents, semi recently. No. I, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch are very good. I've seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels once. Mm-hmm. I was like 13, so I don't know if it holds up. But those two are very good. I cannot speak for any other Guy Ritchie movie. See, like, The Gentleman, it's like, okay, maybe it'd be fine. And, like, we love Hugh Grant, but no. Mm-hmm. I was too confused. If I'm confused by the plot in the movie, I'm like, this movie's bad. <laughs> So every movie, <laughs> me like went. To, I went to see uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier with my dad in theaters when it first came out, and my brain turned off for maybe five minutes in the beginning, and I had no idea what was happening for the rest of the movie. But that's Marvel's. Yeah. That's Marvel's fault. Those are bad movies. Guy Ritchie also, especially Captain America movies, are just like no, thank you. I can't. I can't. I can't sit through that. Guy Ritchie also did The Man from Uncle, which is a great movie. Yes, I want to watch that one again. Yeah. He also did the Snatch TV series starring Rupert Grant and Luke Pasqualino. Yeah. Which I did not watch, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I think just, like, uh. we'll just keep it to the trilogy of Guy Ritchie movies, Snatch, Lockstock, and Man from Uncle. Those are those. Yeah, are and King Arthur, Legend of yeah, the Yeah, which I will eventually watch, and I'm sure I'll... Be like, okay, about it. That, in my mind, that movie came out the same time as the Robin Hood that Grainne and I watched. With, it came out a, like a year earlier or something with Taron Egerton. Yeah, that was a yeah. bad movie. That the like bad Iraq movie, but it was War fun. parallel thing was crazy. The They're what? like, what if the pilgrimage or whatever yeah. was actually like the, the Iraq War, but with bows and arrows, and Jamie Foxx was involved, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Grainne, you just call the the Crusades, the pilgrimage? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she did. The Crusades. The Crusades. But it's the Iraq War, so everyone's in, like, tan, like, kind of, like, camo wear. But yeah. it's, like, and, like, there's bombs, kind of. 
but like bows and arrows. Wait, so it is modern day? No, no. It's very distinctly not modern day, but all the like action scenes and like clothes are like a little bit modern day. The costumes and ja- are Jamie Dornan's the bad movie. guy. Yeah. Who else is the bad guy? There's another person who's the bad guy. Hold on. Robin Jamie Foxx? Ho- no, Jamie Foxx is Little John. Jamie Foxx is Little John. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is Why didn't I watch guy. this movie? He's a good guy. Remember. He's a good guy. Taryn Egerton's wearing like a, like, like a pleated little padded coat. <sighs> okay, so Ben Mendelsohn is the actual bad guy. And then Jamie Dornan becomes okay. the sheriff of Nottingham. Because uh, the old sheriff but... dies. So there has to be a new sheriff. There's a new sheriff in town. It's Jamie Dornan. There must always be a sheriff in Nottingham. I almost said something out loud. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, no. Grania has read spoilers for the ending of Wild Mountain Time, <laughs> which is not allowed because apparently it's absolutely insane. And we're supposed to all watch it and experience it ourselves, ideally together in a theater. Or if not there, at least together in front of a TV. And instead, Grania read the ending. I, like, everyone online is like, this movie has such a crazy ending. And Grania's like, I'm going to read it. Okay, and then so, immediately she texts us and says, do not spoil it. It is crazy. So that's the thing. Gab, friend of the pod Gab, tweeted about how she'd spoiled it. And it, like, changed her entire life. And I was like, what? Like, no way. I so wanted I, it so bad. I spoiled it for myself. And then I'm, I'm so mad at myself for spoiling it that I had to text you guys immediately. Because I know you guys will see Gab's tweets. I was like, yeah. don't. I was like, whatever Gab makes you think you should do, do not spoil don't. that movie. Like, I cannot express to you how much. you said the level of spoiler in it is, like, the surprise we would have had if we didn't know that Cher was in Mamma Mia 2. But, like, Ugh. worse... <laughs> no clues no clues, no clues. And you've already said too much the fact that it is in your brain is already too much because we share the brain worms oh <laughs> they're gonna transfer it <laughs> oh i was like what was i talking about today and i was talking about that i'm glad that i had something so my brain doesn't explode it was the uh, group chat that maddie isn't in yeah <laughs> that's all i was saying <laughs> yeah it's it's good to have a girls only chat and necessary so that my brain yeah. doesn't just explode. I'm, and so that my brain also just doesn't... Ugh. When I imagine my brain exploding, I imagine like the top of my head flying off and then a lot of the little worm emojis flying out. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, I realized that I can relate to you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> because when Ellen talks about Lucas Hedges, that's how you feel <laughs> when we talk about every other man, right? <laughs> That's, but I love Lucas no, Hedges. To be clear, I also love Lucas Hedges. I don't want to fuck Lucas Hedges. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, obviously, yeah, because he's Lucas not Hedges, like that. But I love his energy. Yeah, he's great. I love my it's king. like Timothy Chalamet. King. No. Okay. <laughs> Maddie feels this way about every boy. That way, Grinder feels about Lucas Hedges. Yeah. Where it's like, I get, like, seems like a good person, but, like, hmm. <laughs> One of my friends, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but she, like, liked that tweet. Oh, she's not your friend. <laughs> she liked my tweet when I posted that picture of Lucas Hedges and Meryl Street being like, oh, this picture brings me so much joy. And I'm like, look at it, I'm like, girl, you don't even know how I feel about Lucas Hedges. <laughs> you don't even know the lore. <laughs> 
You need the Silmarillion for Ellen's thoughts on boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I could use that. And I'm like complicit in about 90% of it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Only I know the true nature. Actually, the Silmarillion, what's it? Is it a story or is it just like an index? The best way I can describe, and I haven't read it. The best way I can describe it based on what I know is Elf Bible. Nice. Yeah. Elf Bible. Elf Bible. Elf Bible. Because, like, Lord of the Rings. I've heard the first chapter like the read third aloud to age. me. And then the Silmarillion is like the first and second age, isn't it? Or even just like the first. Yeah, so it's kind of like how like yeah. the world came to be. And so it's like the elves were singing, and then the singing became matter, and then like, there's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of like. Bible. Elf Bible, yeah, and the, like, stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, straight up Bible, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Do we have any other airmail? Uh, not that I know of. Um, no one on my Twitter er- interacts with this side of, of things, which is good. probably good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys doing okay? Miss you. <laughs> Yeah, I miss you guys. <laughs> miss you guys. <laughs> miss you guys. Just saw you on Friday, but wish we could watch Wild yeah, Mountain Time together. We're only together. allowed to... Uh, wish I could be indoors. We're only allowed to go for walks together now, which is honestly, like, as far as it goes, better than a lot of people have it. So I'll take mm. it. But, um... So we just go on big walks now. Uh, me and Ellen have decided we're going to walk all the way to UBC and to Rec Beach one day. Maddie, you're welcome to join us. You're also welcome to not. I mean, we already basically did right? that. Yeah, <laughs> two hours this time way. it's intentional. And I'll bring up Granola Bar. I was looking at my Spotify recently, listened to uh, lots of Jimmy Buffett after a walk on Friday. <laughs> nice. You guys are, like, brain poison. Brain poison. I do not listen yeah. to him beyond yeah. that uh, that one song Maddie recommended. And since I didn't listen to music that day, that was my song of the day. Yeah, um... Everyone at home, if you're listening right now, make sure you go and ideally stream the entire Jimmy Buffett Christmas album, Christmas Island. But uh, if you really just only have time for one song, uh, listen to Ho 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 and A Bottle of Rum. It is uh, unironically one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. I described it it as fun, but if I heard it at work, I would want to throw myself off a bridge. Yes. Which is, you know what, for Jimmy Buffett and for Christmas music, a massive compliment from me. Because I hate both (laughs) of those things. (laughs) It's it's better than any other Jimmy Buffett song I've heard. It's fun. It's vibey. And it's not on retail playlists that I know of. So we love that. (laughs) Should we do the Jonathan Rhys Myers Briggs test? Yeah. Okay. Ellen, what's your answer? Uh... Yeah, not good. There was, like, definitely a part in the episode where you could see that his hair that had been, like, dyed black, he had, like, blonde roots. Oh, I like that. It was so bad. (laughs) Okay, I was gonna note that he had, like, really, really obvious hair gel in a lot of them. Yeah. Like, hair gel where it's, like... also like that. I don't know what you might have used back then to do things with your hair, but whatever they're using in this, it is not period accurate. Because it's, like, that is just hair gel. He also has, like, a mustache and, like, a bit of, a, like, a chin beard, like, when you're drawing the devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I picture him in this show. Be- even before this podcast was relevant or we were even thinking about doing this. Yeah. Whenever I thought about the tutors, it was 
little mustache, little yeah, chin yeah, thing. little chin beard, yeah. So yeah, not good, not goofy. Yeah, bad. Worse or better than last worse. week? Worse. He's okay. like last mean week. To his... It was a month ago. He's <laughs> he's me. I released it last week. It's, yeah, <laughs> this is back ago. when we could see each other. Um, mm. He's mean to his wife who had a miscarriage. He's got hair gel in. He kisses a woman in front of her husband. Um, he's bad. Henry and then he lies about being the king of England. Or he doesn't think of England when he nuts in her. Yeah. <laughs> Both bad. Both unacceptable. Both bad. As we're halfway through season two now, uh, so we've got 15 episodes under our belt. What was the highest point for Jonathan Reese Myers so far? I would honestly say... Was he the hottest? Him, okay, I don't know about hottest, but him laughing with Madge and being like, Madge last week was legitimately, like, fun. It was funny. So I'll give him yeah. that. I also think, I will say this, I think there's something a little bit less scary about him with hair. Like, whenever he's shaved head, he's very snake-like. And whenever he's got a little bit more hair, it can it, it's a little less jarring, and that doesn't necessarily make him look better. There's a lot of scenes, in fact, where I'd say it almost makes him look worse. But it like ah. it's not quite as fr- like just immediately frightening. Like I'm really scared of him with no hair. So my problem is is that when he does have hair, he usually has facial hair, which I think that, is scary. I think that's so fair. when he is a his shaved head, he doesn't have any facial hair, so it's like. It's always bad. No, you're right. That's a good point. Grania says, if you're afraid of snakes, put a little wig on it. <laughs> Ellen says, do not put a little mustache on it. <laughs> to be clear, I'm also not scared of snakes. I think they're usually very cute, so I don't know why I'm making that a po- that yeah. uh, comparison. No. But Jonathan Reese Myers is never, we don't think he's hot in anything, so. No, exactly. Last week, last episode. Was the closest he got to Goofy. Yeah, Goofy. Well, which gives a lot of points at our book. Yeah. 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 Goof Goof factor uh, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, but we were kind of touched on this earlier with, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about people being stupid. He's not stupid in an endearing way. He's stupid in a way that, like, he's so stupid you're going to die, you know? Yeah. He's like, it's, and it, the thing is, it's like, it's like not stupidity. It's just like, sheer unpredictability yeah where you're just like chaos like i you know i so yeah maddie anything from uh jonathan respires in the daily mail i haven't looked recently um jonathan respires daily mail spectacular um trying to remember what we talked about since okay so there was one story from October 1st, which we have talked about, which was where his pants were so low down, yeah. you could see the bottom of his underwear. Yeah. yeah. There is one more since then. I think we briefly might have touched on it, but, uh, or maybe I just saw it in the news independently from that, uh, from November 10th, right, 2020, yeah. when Jonathan Reese Myers was arrested for a DUI and charged after crashing his car in Malibu and failing a sobriety yeah. test. Yeah. Right. I think so. we said that to each other being like, can you talk about this on the podcast? the uh, <laughs> the uh <laughs> sad story addiction's a sad thing uh but the photo they chose to uh <laughs> use for him the first photo in this article is um looks like a relatively modern photo yeah picture july 2018 uh the caption incident 
Colon. Jonathan Reese Myers has been charged with driving under the influence and subsequently released from jail after crashing a car in Malibu on Sunday. Uh, the photo of him is on a talk show. He is in a gray suit with a white V-neck on underneath, and he's got shaved sides of his head, a lot of puffy hair mm-hmm. up top, looking directly at the camera, going, Ugh. <laughs> He's horrifying looking. Looks very bad. Yeah, I am... Um, yeah. I, uh... I feel very bad for him because he's obviously gone, like, just has so much trouble with, like, alcohol and substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just sad because, like, he's, I think he's been through this many times. And based on the, like, Twitter reaction, which is, like, I searched Jonathan Ruiz Myers occasionally on Twitter to see if anything crazy comes up, you know? Based Mm -hmm. on, like, the things that people say, like, a lot of his fans just seem, like, sad because they seem to think he was sober. And I'm just, like... I'm sad for them and I'm sad for him. Um, mm-hmm. But also he doesn't seem like the nicest man. So I just hope he like sorts yeah. himself out in multiple ways. Cause he, yeah, it's sad. It makes you sad. I am pleased to report at the bottom of this article. Uh, the daily mail has put together a timeline of Jonathan Reese Myers troubles. Oh, the troubles. And, uh, it stems back to 20, 2005. The troubles. And they have every single event. Well, wow. Okay, sorry. Dedication. While you were searching up Jonathan Reese Myers, Maddie, I thought I'd mm-hmm. search Daily Mail. Hey, they have a photo from the Tudors. Hey! <laughs> Acclaimed, colon, Jonathan is pictured as Henry VIII with Natalie Dormer's Anne Boleyn in the Tudors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, searched Daily Mail Henry Cavill to see if anything had happened. Uh-oh. News from five hours ago. <gasps> uh- <laughs> Where's the headline? Okay. Okay, it won't let me read the headline. Witcher has suspended filming after Henry Cavill hurt his leg on an assault course while 20 feet in the air shooting season two. So apparently ambulance was not needed. He just can't walk properly and has been told to rest. So it's just like, they don't know what it is exactly, but he's probably okay. But he... He wants to play the new World of Warcraft uh, expansion. (laughs) So he broke his leg on the assault course. He's like, oops, gotta go be a troll um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it wasn't bad enough to need an ambulance but it's messed up the filming schedule as you can't walk properly that's the quote okay um and our little like house party bubbles that we're using put me and henry cavill just side by side and like i should never stand beside that man in my life <laughs> also on the side of the thing, um, the Daily Mail like sidebar, uh, which my aunt Joe calls the sidebar of shame, which I just think is so funny. But there's all yes. these, you know, news stories. One of them is about um, FK Twigs, um, which who we love and support. Um, however, not however, this doesn't need qualification. I did forget this headline reminded me. She is dating the guy from the 1975. Right. I, I thought they that. dated and then they broke up. Yeah, I thought that too, but they are uh, dating. So, again, they, nothing to do with the they fact back that we together love and support they FK Twigs. I, they stepped out together. Stepped oh, out dating. on a relaxing stroll. Uh. Um, so <laughs> Friends don't step out together. Yeah. No. <laughs> they both look very, like, oh. big coat. They, the 1975 Maddie Healy praises girlfriend FK Twigs. Okay. Okay. Mm. Four hours ago. Up until this moment, we were an anti-1975 podcast, but cute. Okay. We still are. We still are. We don't like the 1975. However, we do like 
Uh, we love FKA Twigs, and we like that he is supporting her. And they have a few bangers. They have a few bangers. Oh, obviously. Unfortunately, the 1975 have a few bangers. They wrote a song about friendship, which automatically means that I have listened to them. I love songs yeah. about friendship. And every boy that we love loves the 1975. And also, every boy we love loves FKA Twigs. Josh O'Connor asked her on a date, and she said no. Yeah. Ugh. In art school, to be clear, this wasn't when they were both famous. <laughs> He's like, we were all obsessed with no, her. She we all thought she'd no. be famous. We all thought she was so cool. I asked her on a date once, and she was like, no. <laughs> Who else is Maddie Healy no dated? no big ears. Who else is Maddie Healy dated? A girl that looks like Suki Waterhouse, but isn't Suki Waterhouse. She wishes. Maybe I'm just, like, getting him mixed up because his mom's iconic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's another iconic woman in this person's life. It's just his mother. It's just his mom, yeah. There's another woman in his life. It's, uh, what's her name again? Linda? I don't know. She wrote a book. Denise, oh, we Denise Welch. Yeah, the on the two additional book club, we're gonna read Maddie Healy's mom's book. Yeah. <laughs> the most recent one. I sent Grania a screenshot of the Angels of the North statue earlier this summer, and there was one where, like, it had like a little insert bubble with like a picture of her. I don't remember what it was about, but it was definitely yeah. like because the angel of the good. north, like they like someone projected baguettes onto it once, which was so funny. And then they did like Alan Shearer's <laughs> jersey, which was like actually nice. And then um, someone photoshopped her onto it, and we have no idea why, but very funny. <laughs> the angel of the north. I spent this morning photoshopping it briefly. And, um, Uh (laughs) um, trust me, Ellen, it's the least interesting part of your card. So, um, it is one of those things. The way people describe it is it just appears out of nowhere. I can't like you are driving along that highway. I don't know what M or A or whatever it is, but you're driving along that highway and you're like, "Mm, okay, it's supposed to be here. And then suddenly there's a giant figure. And like in my head, I cannot figure out how you wouldn't be able to see it from like sooner. But it's just, like, whatever, like, way it works, if you drive from, like, Durham to Newcastle or whatever, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It's very impressive. Like, it's very beautiful. But, like, the first time you see it, horrifying. The other day we were talking about how Maddie doesn't know where anywhere in England is. Like, he could place London on a map, but that's it. And okay, I Maddie, that. general direction of Newcastle. For a fun party game down the road when we can see each other again, we do pin the tail on the donkey, but it's Maddie putting British cities on a map. <laughs> Pin the Newcastle yeah. on the Tyne. Genuinely no idea. Guess, guess. North. Okay, east or west? Uh, east. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Okay. You got it. Anyway, I think that'd be fun. It would be fun. We'll give him like a really stupid one. It's like hoo hole and pod hole. Deeping St. Nicholas. Uh, Dutto, Dutto, my favorite, Dutto. Dutto. Dutto is my favorite English town. We'll go there on our uh, giant, big, giant British road trip that we're gonna do. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to drink the water at Glastonbury, get cured, and then eat bread and Dutto. Mm -hmm. Go to Cornwall. It's what we deserve. That's what we deserve. I want to walk to Bath. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. 
on that note. Uh, anything else we need to say? Anything we need to plug? Uh, no, you can follow me on Twitter, Ellen, uh, at Lily Bluff. I'm at Holgranya. Um, we are at the show Two Belen Girls. At Two Belen Girls. Two Belen Girls. Um, Maddie? No. Okay. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for uh, listening. Thank you to Vulture for putting us <laughs> number one on their yeah, list thank, of uh, thank you the to top Vulture. 10 podcasts so, of 2020. Yeah, that was, that was really unexpected, but very nice of them. Yeah. Thank the so what we have to add, go on Twitter, read our tweet about that. And um the most important thing is that as soon as I tweeted that and tagged Vulture in it, um whoever runs the Vulture Twitter account liked our post and then about fifteen minutes later had unliked it. Yeah. They went, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Really loved the thought of them clicking on it reading through the entire thing and going yeah we wrote that <laughs> it reads like Us on vulture, right? put, it does put that. it absolutely yeah. does <laughs> all right well that's all i got that's all i got guys maddie enjoy cutting out half of this episode because we talked about bleep yeah <laughs> well, that means lucas that hedges to be clear <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh bye bye